How many people do we have getting baptized today? Just before we get to uh, just before we get to the rest of our program this morning or this afternoon, I'm glad uh, I'm in the company of some very sharp people. All of you have set your clocks correctly. I have seen so many different churches post on Instagram asking or reminding their people to change the clock, and I'm glad that we're all here on time. So. What's that? iPhones automatically do that, right? Thank God for technology. Where are you, Sujin? Hey, everyone. So I would like to invite Rob to come up. Uh, it's uh, unfortunate that Mary can't be here, but um, this is a very special weekend for us at Axe. Um, 20 years ago, Rob came and joined us at Axe. So we are celebrating his 20th year anniversary here. Um, and we're very thankful that you kind of um, picked up and left a land you called home uh, to come to the Great White North. So we wanted to thank you. Uh, we just wanted to spend a bit of time to just pray a blessing over you. So if, um, Hattie, yeah. if you want. I was going to ask the elders of the other congregations, please join me up here uh, with your wives, spouses. Husbands, spouses. And what we're going to do is, uh, it's a beautiful thing that we can celebrate the activities of one of the congregations that make up City River. And for those of you that are here for the first time, you've come into a very interesting uh, thing. This church is actually three different churches that have decided that they're going to walk together in unity. And what Sujin was just referring to is the pastor of the one church called Acts Christian Fellowship and their invitation to have Mary and Rob come in as pastors 20 years ago. But by virtue of the fact that we are three congregations working together and deliberately, intentionally walking this out, we now inherit the celebration and we all together rejoice in what God has done in Acts 20 years ago that we all get to celebrate and enjoy together today. Not only the celebration, but also the benefit. Uh, the benefit of what Rob and Mary carry and what they have deposited in the congregation called Acts is now the benefit for all three of us at City River that we benefit together. So we want to all reach out. Maybe some of you can touch. Uh, lay hands on Rob on behalf of Rob and Mary. So your shoulders are going to get weighted down now. Yeah, feel the weight. Oh, it's heavy. <laughs> Father, we want to thank you for this couple, for Rob and for Mary. We want to thank you, Lord, for this decision that they have made to hit, say yes to your invitation. We thank you, Lord, for the elders at Acts that have heard from you and obeyed your voice in calling Rob and Mary to come to Toronto and to minister here. We thank you for their family back home in the United States, Lord, and in different parts of the U.S. We bless them as well. We ask for your peace and your blessings to remain over Rob and over Mary. We pray for strength, for health, for long life, for fullness of your goodness in their lives every day. We thank you, Lord. We just ask that you continue to strengthen them, to fulfill all that you have called them to do in the 
way that you have called them to do it. We bless them, Lord, and we rejoice and we receive them as pastors across the three, uh, the three congregations that we stand together as City River. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And, Rod, there's one other thing I wanted to share. Um, so Genesis 12, the Lord said to Abram, go, to, sorry, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. Sorry, worship was amazing, so I'm just kind of in that mode. Yeah. Um, I feel like on behalf of Acts, but also on behalf of God, that he wants to say thank you. Thank you for leaving your father's home, the country that you know, the little small town that you grew up in in California, to come to a land you didn't know. You had no family here to be a blessing. And I really feel like even just standing here in the midst of, of this is nations are truly blessed by your obedience and your faithfulness. So thank you so much. We want to bless you to thrive in whatever God has for you next, whatever God has for Mary. And we believe that there's more coming for you, and we want to thank you. Amen. So before Su Jean started, I also looked for what the Lord put on my heart, which is yours. you are an Abraham before the Lord, because he, the Lord gave me this verse just now as we were praying. Genesis eighteen nineteen says, For I have known him, I have known you, in order that you may command your children and your household after you, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham, to you, Rob, what he has spoken to you. So we bless you, your obedience. On behalf of the Lord, we say we bless you as a father to many, many children. And that what the Lord has placed in your heart come to fruition with joy and peace and rest and great excitement. In Jesus' name, to you and Mary. So glad we get to do this together. Yeah. Yeah, we keep saying that to one another. All right. Thank you all. Uh, students, you will not be going downstairs today. We are going to celebrate together up here. And uh, I'm just going to take a few minutes to sort of... Okay, I'm not sure which mic I should be using. I'll stick to this one. I was just going to share a few thoughts before we get to our next portion and it's interesting that, uh, Sujin, you went to Genesis 12. I'm not going to be going to Genesis. Genesis is my personal favorite book of the 66 books in the Bible. Uh, but I wanted to go to the book of Acts. And uh, the book of Acts tells the story of the disciples of Jesus. It's called the, the Acts of the Apostles. That's actually... Not the best name for it, but that's the name that we have received over the years. It's actually a book that tells us the story of very, very simple people that were ordinary, everyday Christians like you and me. I'm going to be focusing my readings from chapter 8 of Acts, and then I'll make a few comments, and then we're going to get to our testimonies and our baptism. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. What happened in Jerusalem, where the church was born, 
On the day of Pentecost, on the day of the 50th, uh, it's the, the celebration called the Day of uh, Pentecost. It's seven weeks after Passover. And they were all gathered together in a small room on the second story of, an, of a house. It was about 120 of them, similar to us here today. And they were praying for the Lord's blessings to come down. And as they were praying for that, the uh, Holy Spirit came down and baptized them, and they had tongues of fire, and they started to speak in different languages. And outside of that room, people heard what was going on inside. And what was happening in the city at that time, it was the time of the feast, as I said, of Pentecost. And that was a specific time where all the people of the nation of Israel were instructed to come back to visit the temple in Jerusalem. So there were people there from every nation that you could imagine. Some of them were there for generations, but they would come back on this day of the Feast of Pentecost and celebrate. So their language, the language that they spoke, wasn't Hebrew. They spoke many different languages. Some of them were from Egypt. They spoke Egyptian. It wasn't Arabic at the time. Some of them were from Iran or Persia. They spoke Farsi. Some of them were from Greece. They spoke Greek and so forth. So they all came in. And they couldn't always understand each other. They needed people to translate for them. But as they all came in, they sat there and they listened to this, this group of 120 people that were in the upper room speaking different languages, and they heard them speaking in their own language. And that caused them some confusion. So what happened, Peter stands up and he starts preaching the gospel, and he tells everybody what happened with Jesus and who Jesus was. And all the people that were standing there, many of them believed, and that day were baptized. The Bible says there were 3,000 of them in one day on the first day of Pentecost. There was other times that they had 5,000. Huge numbers would just repent in the middle of the street when some of the disciples preached. It got to the point that there were so many different people involved that the 12 disciples of Jesus who were later known as apostles. Apostles simply means the ones that were sent out, the ones that were to expand the reach of the church. They were the ones that were going out. And as they went out, they realized that the work of serving everybody was so much that they couldn't do that as well as pray and teach. So they appointed, or they asked the people to appoint, men, and specifically men, that were spirit-filled, and who knew the Lord and loved the Lord to serve. So one of those men was a man by the name of Stephen. One was Philip. Now there was another Philip who was one of the twelve. But this is the Philip who was one of the deacons. The people assigned to serve the food as a matter of fact. Today we had Dawson who prepared the food. Thank you Dawson for your hospitality. And that's a function of one of the men that are filled with the spirit. Right? So as they did that. One of them. Philip gets the sense that he has to go somewhere. And listen to what it says. Now, when the church scattered, now when they were under the Roman government, the Roman government saw what was going on with all of these Christians, and they were afraid that this is going to start a movement. So they started to persecute the Jewish people. Among them was the church, and the church was all scattered everywhere. Now, many of you here are people from nations that are scattered everywhere. Rob left his home to come to Canada. That wasn't because of persecution, that was because of a call. But many of you are here 
whether from Asia, whether from Iran, whether from Armenia, whether from Egypt, whether from the Middle East, wherever you're from, chances are that today you are here in Canada because of persecution back home. Financial, political, whatever. So in that process, something happens to our hearts. When we are scattered, something happens within our heart that we become open to hearing the voice of God. So in the midst of this, they said, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Samaria was a part of the community there that wasn't really part of the main flow. They were considered like they were the worst type of people in the world. To the Jews, they were disgusting. To them, to the, to the Samaritans, the Jews, were, the Jews were disgusting. So as they were hating one another, the Jews that were now Christians were scattered everywhere. And they went to Samaria, and it says that Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. People gathered, and they listened to this man, Philip, the deacon, the one who was selected because he was filled with the Spirit, who was supposed to serve the food to the widows. And they listened to him, and they saw the miracles that he did. And all of the people that heard that, something happened in their heart because of this foreigner that came to them and started to preach. They couldn't believe it, first of all, that a Jewish person would love them enough to give them some good news because they were hating the Jews and the Jews were hating them. Now, in this context here, we have a lot of Iranians and we have a lot of Armenians and many of them, historically, the Iranians and the Armenians have been enemies and they have killed each other. For the last five, 600 years or 400, 500 years, it's been peaceful. And there's been a lot of Iranians or Armenians living in Iran. But that's a second story. But historically, these were bloodlines that had fought together. But in Christ, we can come and sit together and bring good news to one another. Some of you here are from Asia. Some are Koreans. Some are Chinese. Some are Japanese. And there has been a lot of bloodshed among you. But you've come to Canada somehow, and the Lord has brought you to this place where you can now openly hear one another and see what the Lord is doing. Later on in this chapter, something very interesting happened. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning. There was this man who was the treasurer, as it were, of the queen of Ethiopia. He's in a chariot reading from the book of Isaiah, and he doesn't understand what is going on. Here's somebody else who had left his home, had come to Jerusalem, and in the midst of this journey, being away from his homeland, something was going on in his heart, and Philip is instructed to go and talk to him. So he speaks with him, and he says to him, what are you reading? Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot. The place in scripture which he was reading was this. And he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip, uh, uh, eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say of himself or someone else? Then Philip began opening his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preach Jesus to him. Now, he was reading from Isaiah 53 about the persecuted Messiah who we just celebrated with the bread and the cup, his broken body and his shed blood. And he had just finished reading that. 
So in the midst of that, Philip explains it to him. And as he's explaining it, and he's, he's understanding all of this, as they went and then they, they came down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, hey, look, see, there's some water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now, something happens when we leave our homelands. Something happens where the spirit that is in control over our homeland is no longer having authority over us when we travel. So many of you here are in a time, in a place, in a a physical place where spiritually you are very open to what the Lord wants to get in touch with you on. And I believe that as you are here witnessing, there is some water, some people are going to get baptized. As you come to that, some of you may actually feel things in your heart. Things that you may not have an explanation for. Things that you have been taught aren't true all your life. Things that you have been taught about Jesus that all of a sudden, you're beginning to feel things that are different than what you have believed. That's okay. Because the Holy Spirit is present here. The Spirit of God is present here. And He's going to guide your thoughts and bring you to the place that you too will want to make a decision about who this Jesus is that you had not done before. For some of you, it may be a shock because it's a reaction to historical beliefs that you have had. But open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray. We're going to ask the ushers to come forward. And we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. And then at the same time, I'm going to ask Ara and the rest of those that are going to get baptized to prepare themselves to come up and share their testimony. Okay, so let's pray. Father, we thank you that we are living in an age where there's so much migration happening. Migration sometimes because of persecution. Sometimes because of opportunity. Sometimes because of circumstances that we don't understand. In the midst of all of this, Lord, we come to you and say, Holy Spirit, we come and we open our hearts to you. We want to hear your voice. So we take authority over every other voice. Every other voice of darkness, every other voice of the angel of light, Whatever other voice other than the voice of God right now, we take authority over and we bind. And we open ourselves to your voice. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to each one of us, Lord. None of us are here by accident today. May your will be done in our hearts as we come to you. We ask, Lord, for your blessing upon the offering as we give. Multiply it back to us as givers and multiply it for the sake of your kingdom's advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.